Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, the monkey from Outbreak. But who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. Now, one of the biggest things a person can do in their life is buy their first home. It's exciting. It's scary. It's all of those things wrapped in one. But I feel the most important thing, and take this from a guy who doesn't own a home, is the person who sells that place to you. Well... I got to find out a little bit more about that this week with our guest, but before that, I got to chat with Will Hines about horror movies, but also a little bit about some Beatles trivia, which it only took 100 episodes for us to get to. This is our 100th episode of My Neighbors Are Dead, so thanks for listening, and we're sitting here talking with Will Hines. Hi, Will. Greetings. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for being our 100th person. Thank you so much. I didn't realize it was a big round, big round number. The pressure's on. No, there's no pressure. No, no, no. I'm going to deliver. (laughs) This will be the greatest episode you've done. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm ruining the older episodes. No Good. one will like those after this. I think from now on, what's it? Yeah, we'll start at 100. I'm I'm actually going to be pretty hostile <laughs> towards back episodes <laughs> in my desire to destroy them. Good. So good. I don't know if good things come of negative energy, but I let's think see. so. Well, let's yeah, see. well, not you know. I'll I'll give you some names of people who have done it, and you can take slights and you know. addresses. Absolutely, yeah. yeah yep. And I'll send them some I personal email, being like, I think I hope you don't think you did well on the <laughs> podcast because I did better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So fuck you. Yeah, screw off, pals. Um, so you will. You're a horror guy. You like yeah, horror? Yeah, I love horror movies. Yeah. What uh, What's your story with them? How did you get into them? What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? What's What's, uh, what's Okay. Yeah. So, well, it's funny. So for years, I'm I love movies, right? And for years, like years, like teens and twenties, I was not so into horror. Which is like that's kind of when a lot of horror fans. You know, devour everything. So mm-hmm. Early teenage years is a good like media absorbing time. But for me, it was later. It wasn't until I got into my thirties for some reason um, that, and it wasn't even a traditional horror movie that got me into it. It was Alien, which is oh, scary, yeah. Yeah. but people probably consider it more sci-fi or something. Mm-hmm. Although it is terrifying. Yeah, and it was so scary, but also this like lovely movie that I was like, oh man, and so economical and lean that I that I was talking with friends and it just led me down a path of watching first all the classic horror films like, like uh, night of the living dead oh, yeah, yeah. texas chainsaw Man. oh not not even not old school classic but sort of like what you consider people when you ask what are the scariest movies of all time yeah your most common answers okay um which are not necessarily the ones that real ho- horror movie buffs would pick but you're sort of like yeah. mainstream big picks like texas chainsaw massacre exorcist um even night of the living dead the um, hallmarks uh, yeah 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 Went down all those, and I realized what's um, great about them, and of course, this is not an original observation, and by saying it, I'm already hurting the quality of my appearance here, <laughs> but it's just that they're lean stories. Horror movies are like, you know, they're, they're, they're usually these very constrained situations where there's not a lot of moving parts, and there's just a horrific thing at play, mm-hmm. and it's terrifying, and there's yeah. something just like nice and clean and uncluttered, and just, it's awesome. It's like, how will this play out? And I love it. And you, like Halloween, uh, is a great example. Halloween is such a my, simple yeah. movie, and it's so well done and cinematically. Just you, you look; it looks like it could be made for a hundred dollars, and I mean that as a compliment, of course. And um, 
And it's just, uh, it's incredible. Well, incredible how much mileage they get out of such a simple setup and stuff. It's my favorite. It's the one I, it's, it's the one that makes you favorite. feel like you could be a movie director yeah. deceptively because it looks so simple. You're like, oh. And there's something so scary about oh, Michael man. that's in, but it's so plain, like you just said. Have you ever, like, uh, you, I'm sure you've talked and heard about this, but that audio recording from the live, uh, the original, somebody like brought a cassette recorder into the audience in like 1978 or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it was like first out mm-hmm. and just recorded the audience reaction. And then on YouTube, somebody has synced that up to the part they were watching, just like the screams <laughs> of delight. Yeah. And it's like super fun to watch it that way. Yeah. Because it was such a phenomenon. Uh, love it. I And I think I've had friends make fun of me growing up. That's the one I would introduce them to. Like yeah. you said, like my friends who don't like horror, I would show them this. And yeah, like, that's it's, a good one. It's, it's also, it's scary. short. It's 90 minutes. Very quick. Yeah, not Very a quick. ton of gore, I think. Not really. Not for horror movie standards. Yeah, no, rate. same thing. I mean, we've talked about it before in here, but I'm sure, you know, Texas Chainsaw, not a lot of gore in that one. Not a lot of gore, but man, no. that movie scared the bejesus out of me. That might have yeah. been my most frightening, no, my second most frightening movie. My most frightening experience was so traumatic. Yeah, what's the first one? Uh, well, let me, oh God. I actually, it's so bad. It's hereditary, which not everybody was scared by. The new one. The recent one. The I mean, not last, that there was an old one, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, just, a, a recent movie, last yeah. summer or whenever it was, mm-hmm. um, which is not, some people watched it and were not scared at all by it or they found it bad. Some people loved it. Yeah. It's kind of an art film more than a horror film. I loved it. It, it, um, I guess I loved it. It affected me so deeply. I went, I was so terrified by that film and traumatized. I went home. You know, I couldn't shake the like heebie-jeebies. Right. So I watched Back to School by Rodney Dangerfield to try to like. <laughs> I was like, "What is the most opposite of this feeling movie?" Right. So from two in the morning until like whatever four thirty, I watched. I have a lot three thirty. Back to School. Wh- Still felt scared. Could barely get to sleep. <laughs> woke up. Couldn't eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. The next night, I had trouble going to sleep. What That's about us- it? Oh man! What what that movie? Because it was like a psychological horror film as well as a supernatural thing, and they sort of dovetail. Yeah. And some people found it like ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous in a way, and um, but just everything worked on me. It's emotion. It, I, I don't want to give anything away too much about it, but it's like you know, it's about a a mom and her daughter, and when the movie begins, the grandmother has died that the mom has had a terrible relationship with. Uh, Tony Collette, mm-hmm. and uh, and the granddaughter was very close to the grandmother, and it seems like supernatural stuff was afoot. Yeah, um, but you don't know what, and so the movie is going through like trauma, family trauma, where like not all the members have had a rosy relationship, and then this like supernatural entity at play, and it worked like a charm on me. I want, <laughs> even though I love horror movies, I'm not seeing that dude's next movie. Midsummer. No, uh, I'm not going. I think there's something even like things are falling apart and we don't know why. Like those characters, why this is happening. I, I should can't love figure it. out why. Because Alien was scary and I love it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre kept me up all night. And yeah. I couldn't eat meat for like a month and a half. But I, but I was yeah. thrilled. I was like thrilled by the movie. I was like, man, what an amazing movie. Halloween. Yeah. Love watching Halloween. Um you know, Night of the Living Dead, which I don't consider scary, but I do consider super fun, and I, I love zombie movies. Twenty Eight Days Later, I Great. love it. Yeah. Um, you know, these uh, there's there's some obscure indie horror movies that I've come across because of friends that I really lo- oh Funny Games and Strangers, sure. you know, home invasion oh, yeah. movies, which are you know stress 
stressful and like I love him. The Ring, mm-hmm. great. But Hereditary, I'm not going. That dude is a sadist. The that, director, uh, no, I, the director is like torturing the audience in a way that is cinemat- cinematically impressive. But I am mad at him. And if I, I swear, I live in LA, so this is possible. If I'm ever at a party and he's there, I will not talk to him and I'm leaving the party. I consider him to be a predatory. Um, You've really taken exception with him. Yeah, yeah, I do. I went so far the other way. I was like, no, he is an enemy of me. So if Ari Aster is listening, yeah. Stand, stay clear. Stay clear of if Will Hines. Th- and if you're trying to get into improv, I will squeeze you out. I do yeah. a lot of improv performing and teaching in a. Ari, if you try to enter this world, which you have no reason to do since you are a huge Hollywood director at this point, but I will block you. I will use all of my clout in this tiny, tiny kingdom to ruin you. I think between... Or I'll at least go to your shows and heckle the crap out of you. I think since you, since we're here, I'm on your side with this. Yeah. So we've got the market on UCB. You're yeah, at UCB. I'm right. with Second City. So we can just shut that fucker down. All we need is some IO guy and a groundling person. <laughs> we'll shut him... And- <laughs> I mean, it would be such a disaster for him if he was trying to get into improv for many reasons from his point in career. But if he does, what happened to you? But if he, yeah, yeah, what what's wrong with your instincts? Yeah, yeah you were doing great. Yeah, you were yeah. on a good track. Uh, no, that movie that movie scared the bejeez out of me. That shot of her taking that I don't even know what you call it, like that wire. Oh my god! And taking off. Yes, her own, it's that. Yeah, that whole sequence. And some people lost it because that's so heightened from where the movie begins mm-hmm. in terms of like tone that some people, but I was fully engaged. It's the float. It's the look. It's, it's all. Oh up. man. I watched it with like 10 people. Uh, my, my improv group and some friends went and I looked and I, you know, so I was shaken. And by the end of the movie, I looked down the road and one, one, one of the dudes that we went with was so unaffected that he gave like the hang 10 <laughs> symbol and like wagged his tongue and was like, ah, yeah, baby. Yeah, right on. And I was man. like, yeah, not me, dude. <laughs> Have you ever walked out of a movie, like a horror movie specifically, or just I guess uh, because I was no, I don't think I've ever walked out of a horror movie. Some some have bored me. Some like don't work. They're like too dumb. I remember like uh, oh um, what's the Wes Craven one with the voodoo and burying people alive? It's like the something and the something. The serpent and the rainbow. Yeah. And that's like not that terrible a movie by any yeah. stretch, but I just remember being like, ah, it didn't work on me. I was kind of bored. I'm curious because specifically talking with you, because uh, I think you'll have a pretty good opinion on this. The mm-hmm. only film I've ever walked out of that I felt the way you feel about Ari Aster, I felt about Kevin Smith's Tusk. Oh, I didn't see it. I felt betrayed <laughs> by him. <laughs> like, I felt. Yeah, I felt very. In, in what way? I, look, I, I get it. People are kind of torn on his his stuff. I found him when I was like I don't know, fifteen, uh-huh. sixteen. So I loved Mallrats. It's about sure, comic yeah. books, and it's about yeah, yeah. hanging out of the mall. And you know, yeah. his stuff. I love Clerks for sure, and Mallrats is Clerks fun. is great. Yeah, I mean, I like Dogma, Chasing Amy's. I feel like I liked Chasing Amy, but I wonder if I saw it today if I would like it. I've I heard remember, it's problematic if you watch it today. I remember, which, I remember liking it, but yeah, yeah, I remember liking it too. But I. It, that movie, I felt so, I just felt upset. <laughs> I felt really betrayed because it was almost like, look at how bad of a job I'm doing. And if you, and if you don't like it, it's okay because I told you it was going to be shit. Like, <laughs> no, it's a, you're, it's supposed to be good. Yeah. And you, I'm sure you know the premise, right? A guy, no, I don't remember what this one is. A guy. I guess I stopped following, to paying uh, attention to him. I, I saw Jane Silent Bob in the theater. Yeah, Jane, that one's fun. Like, yeah. It's fun. But I don't think you need to see it in the theater. My, <laughs> no, I think right. that's a fine rental. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, it's a it's a pretty good skip. But uh, I think I stopped paying attention to him after that. Just I. But 
Yeah, it's about a kid. It's about uh, Justin Long, who mm-hmm. it, it, Michael Park's character turns him into a walrus. That's it. Yeah. Like he cuts his legs off and uses his femurs to make tusks. Huh. And I mean, it sounds like it could be interesting. Yeah. But it's so bad. How about M. Night Shyamalan bad movies? Those movies are pretty bad. I felt, I mean, I did the eye roll at, uh, what's it called? The Village? Yeah, the village really didn't work. On Again, me. I mean, these I could Signs never do what these guys. Signs almost worked on me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I like, know. I couldn't do anything either. I can't yeah. get anything finished. These guys are they they're talented and they get stuff done. Sure. Signs almost worked on me. Signs most of the way I was with it. The was ending, it the water thing at the end? The water like, thing. Everybody's at the complained end. at the end. I think it was swing away. It was like such a dumb thing. Yeah. But uh, most of the, there was a lot of sequences in signs. I was like, ooh, that's cool. And yeah. that's cool too. I didn't mind it. And the village, I just was, it was dumb. And then the twist was even dumber. It was, yeah. They sent this blind girl out into the world. Yeah. And how, they didn't notice any fucking planes or anything yeah, flying overhead? About it. Well, I think they made, they made some talk about how there's no planes for some. Oh, know. is that right? I don't remember. I mean, I didn't see, I, I, I loved, didn't see Lady in the Water or no, The Happening. I didn't see that. No, I saw Unbreakable. Love that. I did really like Unbreakable. I saw The Visit. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was all right. I liked that one. I saw that one in the theater. And that Shyamalan's reaching a point where it's like when it's not shitty, people are like, well, hey, it wasn't bad. <laughs> That's like the standard yeah. for him now. It's like, oh, I that s- wasn't like laughably bad. Uh, I don't know if you follow sports, but I, there was a shot of him at the Toronto Raptors Philadelphia 76ers game oh. like a week or two ago. Oh, I didn't I didn't see him. He's great. He's, yeah. you know, he's he's fine. They should have cut to him right before the buzzer beater. That'd have been great. That's the, the end twist. Of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just have to look at him as the game ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you are, uh, I mean, I'm assuming big comic book guy. I am. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. When you say that, there's a world of people that, that can easily dwarf one's, obs- there's, of course, there's no limit to how obsessed you can be with comics and there's still people who are 10 times more obsessed than you, but I'm pretty good. Yeah. I definitely, you know, as a young teenager was full in. And then have kept have kept up with it to a decent degree my whole life. And my brother, Kevin, is also really into comics more than me, and he's kept me abreast. He'll like give me the heads up when there's something he thinks in particular I'll like. Do you still buy? Do you still go on Wednesdays and buy no. comics? No, 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 no. But I, I would say uh, once a quarter, once every fiscal quarter, I'll head on down <laughs> to like four times a year, <laughs> and I'll buy like $150 worth of trades. Yeah. And then like, you know, and- Read them all. Do you have a spot here in Los Angeles? Because I'm kind of looking for one. Uh, Secret King, uh, Secret, wait, Secret Kingdom? Headquarters? Secret Headquarters. Secret Headquarters. Jeez Louise. Uh, Meltdown used to be mine, but then they closed. That's gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, Secret Headquarters I've gone to and I like a bunch. Actually, Skylight Books has an arts annex that carries, it's not a comic book store, strictly speaking, but- they're an, it's an art bookstore, but they carry a lot of graphic novels. And I tend to skew artsy-fartsy. And they'll, they'll have some of the more popular superhero stuff, like if the Visions yeah. stuff that was like really critically acclaimed or Hawkeye or something like that. And uh, yeah, so I'll go to Skylight Books or Secret Headquarters, Secret Kingdom. I don't regret that. Secret, and, yeah. I like that. That'd be a fun name, though. Uh, let's start it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it today. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'll do that and I'll just buy a ton of stuff. Yeah. Skylight Books is great. I like going there too. Bookstores are soothing. Yeah, right? Yeah, they're calming. Yeah. I There was one by my place in Chicago. I just go up and kill What time. was it called? Uh, it's called, um, oh, Jesus Christ, Unabridged Books. Oh, yeah. Unabridged. They all seem like they people there must be broke. Like, I just have the sense of, this place can't make money. But I guess they stay <laughs> they stay open and stuff like that. And 
I guess people like going to bookstores. I'm, I just, I'm just saying because of Amazon. Like, it's just so easy yeah. to buy a book with a click mm-hmm. that it must just be devastating for these places. But I walked into a book reading one time, and I've never felt more like an asshole in my whole life. I've <laughs> on a bridge books. Like, everybody did that turn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't belong here. Get out of here, <laughs> you jerk. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Uh, we said you're, uh, you teach at UCB. That's correct. Uh, what, what's going on over there? You got anything coming up? Or you do shows over there? Yes. Or? I do have a show that every two months it's called, that I'd like to promote, uh, Bad Guitar Solos. Right. Where it's a live band that's good, and I am play lead guitar, and I am bad. Oh, I'm, I, in real life, I'm trying to learn guitar, self-taught. And it's a slow incline. I have some small amount of musical aptitude, but it is not significant. And so I'm just doing my... I mean, I do my absolute best to try to play lead guitar. We play these super hard songs, like Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne or oh Hotel God. California. Uh, or then even like sort of like guilty pleasures where there's like a lot of guitar stuff like smooth by Santana and Rob <laughs> Thomas. Or we did let's go crazy by Prince our last show. And none yeah. of these things I can play Johnny be good. There's certain Fleetwood Mac songs where Lindsey Buckingham is just out of his mind with he's, guitar. That guy's fucking crazy. He's uh he's too good. I don't yeah. believe that he is real. Uh, I think he's a machine. Yeah. And, um, and it's, I think it's a super funny show. We do like 40 minutes of songs. Band is good. Our singer's good. And every two months at the UCB, bad guitar solos. I would just uh, look it up. Yeah. As with all things at UCB, there's no regular schedule. UCB, we don't like to make it easy. Uh, we, we make our audience work for it. So you got to find my show and then go yeah. to it. It is a free show because it would be immoral to charge money for what I'm doing to these songs. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think it's fun. I was at a bar and I saw a video of uh, a Fleetwood Mac song. I think they were doing it to their induction to the Rock and Roll Hall uh-huh. of Fame. And yeah. Fuck, they're good. They're so good. Everybody in that, I'm kind of with you about everybody in that band. Like they don't seem real. They don't seem like Yeah, they're, they're real all virtuosos. People. Yeah. And they, and they were virtuosos before they added Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. And yeah. then they added those two. Um, if I may make your podcast incredibly boring. You know, yes, the, please. Their first... Uh, the fir- Fleetwood Mac's first album has a song called Albatross. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1969, and the Beatles um, sort of ripped it off. It's you don't think of the Beatles and Fleetwood Mac overlapping since no. Fleetwood Mac's main prominence was late 70s, but they did exist while the Beatles were together. And John Lennon has a song on the final Beatles album, Abbey Road, called "Here Comes the Sun King," mm-hmm. not "Here Comes the Sun." Same album, "Here Comes the Sun King," and it is Albatross. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love that. We don't get enough music trivia because I'm a big Beatles guy. So it's, yeah, yeah. So I, really, I just it's. I mean, I love the Beatles. So I'm not looking to like debunk them, but no, I don't. They know. are. It is fun to. It's more just like interesting to see how the watch works, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I love here. Here comes the Sun King. Oh shit! I guess you liked the song Albatross, John Lennon. <laughs> Uh, well, well, thanks so much for coming by and doing this. My pleasure. Chat now. Wait, what's your favorite horror movie? Oh, uh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween. Mm. I, I, there's something I just love about. Can I, of... can I plug an indie one that no one has seen that I think is real good? Please do. It's called A Dark Song. A Dark Song. Have you heard of it, Adam? I've heard of it, but I've not seen it's it. It's not, it's not that big a movie. It's one of these things that it was like at film festivals and then it's sort of like, you can get it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I think it's not, not even 90 minutes. It's, yeah, it's like you know, eighty five or something like that. And I just say that because if it's if you're trying out something new, it helps for it to be short. Yeah, but it is a low budge Irish horror film. Liam Gavin is the name guy who directed it. I'm okay. more Irish than that. Yeah, that's geez Louise. I mean, that's I mean, crazy. That's Irish. Yeah, uh, I feel that way about uh, Session Nine. Have you seen Session Nine? No. Uh, no. David Caruso's in it. It's uh, I think USA Films produced, but it's really good. It's about yeah. a group of. Uh, 
I don't even know what you call them, asbestos exterminators, guys who remove asbestos and they go to this mental institution and like they slowly <laughs> start to uh, start to break down. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love old spooky mental homes. Me too. They're great. Anything um, where it looks like David Lynch would have signed off on it, I'm in favor of. Yeah, totally. I've heard a thing that if he sees you in a movie theater or on a plane watching something on your phone, he'll knock it out of your hand. Yeah, he doesn't like people watching movies on the phone. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that's intense. Uh, I love it. I think that's so funny. Would you be mad if he did that to you? If it was David Lynch, I'd be psyched. What? <laughs> if David Lynch knocked a phone out of my hand, I'd be like, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it, yeah. But if it was just a random person, I'd be mad. <laughs> I'd be pretty, yeah, I'd be upset. I, they'd have to be as cool as David Lynch or cooler. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, David Lynch is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Catching the big fish, right? Isn't that his meditation book? Yeah, that's right. Catching the big fish. The uh, Beatles are in that, too. Well, uh, Paul and Ringo. Yeah, um... Yes. So, and Paul McCartney and Ringo could also knock my phone out of my hand. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Especially Ringo. Yeah. I saw Ringo in concert and it made me laugh to see how nuts everybody, just how insanely happy people were to see Ringo. He can't sing. He can barely play the yeah. drums. And this crowd, everybody, including me, everyone of the Greek couldn't have been happier to see Ringo star. He's Ringo, And it's like man. this dude, his whole life has been beloved. Yeah. Because he was beloved before he was in the Beatles. He was mm-hmm. like star of the Liverpool scene. Yeah. He was more famous than the rest of them when they all were coming up. Right. And then by the time he joined the Beatles, they had surpassed him. But his whole life is walking into a room and everyone going, hey! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's yeah, his yeah. entire existence has yeah. been that. I don't like that he gets shit on all the time. I don't like it either, but it's still true. I mean, I mean it's still... First of all, yes. I, I know what you're saying. I, people yeah. who vehemently and venomously shit on Ringo, that's lame. That's yeah. too easy. But it is remarkable, a man of his... Real but non-significant talents has uh, – what, what a friend put it out to me is there is nobody on earth who doesn't return Ringo's phone call. Ringo could call the Pope. Yeah. And the Pope would be like, Ringo called? And the Pope would call Ringo back. Yeah. Ringo could call a Queen of England and she'd be like, ooh, Ringo. <laughs> Everybody. There and is nobody. No. The Dalai Lama. Yeah. Who called? Ringo. Oh. He would absolutely call What back. does Ringo want? Yeah. And it's like – what I mean? Why? <laughs> yeah, I I want to know what he wants. I think even Paul McCartney. Well, Paul McCartney's the only guy that might not call Ringo. Paul McCartney might be like, "I'll get it later." But do but you I think- don't even think Paul would get called back as enthusiastically. No, but I think there's only one guy on the planet who can tell in a in a negative sense who can tell Paul McCartney to go screw, Ringo, and it's yeah. Ringo. Yeah, that's true. Like the Pope couldn't do that. No, no. I'm with you on the like that. Dalai Lama couldn't tell him to to piss off, but no. Ringo could. Ringo could. I read. I mean, I read a great story where, or a little article in Rolling Stone where he, Paul McCartney, Dave Grohl, and Ringo were having dinner together. And I, guess, <laughs> which is like, I already <laughs> love this. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Ringo, I don't know, music trivia. Ringo's been sober for yes. several years. Yes, long time. And they were teasing him. Both Dave Grohl and Paul McCartney were teasing him why he doesn't drink. Like, come on, yeah. have a drink. And I guess Ringo looked at Paul and he goes, why? So I can look like you in two years? And I was like, <laughs> that's great. That's, yeah. That's great. So Paul looks pretty good. I don't know if that, that holds water. <laughs> I bet it's still fun to have yeah, Ringo yeah. take it's, the piss out of him. It's fun to have the Beatles yeah. talk shit to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Will, again, thank you so much, man. I don't want to uh, take up any more of your time. I appreciate right. you, brother. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to somebody from, well, Will's Cannon. Hey neighbors, Adam and Nate here to talk to you about Patreon. Now, this podcast is possible due to our Patreon patrons, and you can become one by going to patreon.com slash myneighborsaredead. Supporting the show on Patreon's easy. You pay what you can, and in return, you get My Neighbors Are Dead merch, 
behind-the-scenes info on how we make the show, a shout-out on future episodes, and more. You may be wondering what we use this money for. Well, we use it for things like production costs, website hosting, traveling for the show, and our monthly meds. We are both severely medicated. Sad but true. Now, podcasting isn't cheap, and we appreciate any help you can give. If you'd like to see how you can help out the show, go to patreon.com slash myneighborsaredead. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. Uh, thank you for doing this. My pleasure. Say Thanks so much for having me. Oh my God, thank you. Uh, everything, you you all situated? Uh, you okay? I think so, yeah. You got me water, you found the restroom all right. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I ask this of all of our guests here, Glenn, but did you find the place okay? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm pretty good at finding my way around places. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a realtor, and my line of work, I got to be able to drive to a lot of places. So, well, I can't be intimidated by a new address. <laughs> that's for sure. I'm glad you <laughs> found this one. Yeah. Uh, talking to Glenn Furlong, uh, a real estate agent. Yeah. In uh, in, in Amityville, Amityville, New York. Amityville, right. New York. Yep. Been doing it a long time. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What got you into uh, What got you into uh, real estate? Well, I love. I love making people's dreams come true. Mm-hmm. I love it, uh, you know. And and owning your own home is still, to me, the main ingredient of the American dream. And when yeah. a family can buy their first property and and set their kids up in the bedrooms and just live somewhere, that I like nothing better than to help make that happen. And hey, if I can make a buck, hey, I'm not opposed to that either. I'm, okay, I'll be honest with you. Again, I think that's just part of the American dream too: is making money, but also having right. those things that you just described. That's right. You want to you, you need you need the place that you live. So I like to set people up with that. Uh, I think. Well, I mean, obviously, there's a big. Mm. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, incident, mm. uh, uh, black mark. What do you on uh, Amityville? You're talking about the 2008 financial crash. When uh, the housing bubble collapsed. But part of this it was yeah. a big problem. A lot of mortgages went down, and yeah. uh, Amityville was part of that as much as any place in America. A lot of people who had put their money into property <laughs> lost it. It was a, that's what I consider to be maybe the worst thing to ever happen in Amityville real estate. Really, that's the worst thing yeah. you consider to ever happen to Amityville real estate. Yeah. Uh, well, how did that impact your business, I guess, before the, we talk about the, the financial crash? Yeah. Uh, but, but it hurts we... your credibility because you're trying to tell people, hey, you want to invest in this and this mortgage is going to really stabilize things for your family and it's going to like, it's going to, it's going to help your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, the value has fallen by like 30 or 40% and their investment takes another 10 years before it breaks even and you got egg on your face big time. I'm telling when you. When you're yeah. a realtor then. I I regret those days more than any other time in my career. But I imagine you probably just hung tight and just stuck with it, and then you saw your Well, you know, through, you know, I guess because it, it was the whole country. Uh-huh. You could just like, hey, we're all in this together. Right. Let's trust the government to pull us out. I'm a big truster in municipal <laughs> bodies, and I believe that yeah. governments do not do the wrong thing. Zoning boards... Building codes, they'll keep you right. I mean, they keep a roof over your head, literally. Yeah, that's right. Hey. All right, so you... When you say the incident, what are you, is that what you were talking about? Uh, well, that, but I'm also talking about the murders at 112 Ocean Avenue. Like, mm. a lot of murder. Oh, right. No. I've forgotten about that. You Oof, had. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you're, a bit, you're a bit of a historian. Well, it, it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty famous incident. Is it? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. You no, know, I don't it, watch TV. I can't be bothered with, like, the Kardashians or whatever trends people are obsessed with yeah. it's just not my bag I, I don't mean to judge it, whatever people whatever makes people happy uh i don't know if you dealt with that house but if a murder i did i sold it okay you sold it yeah do you have to disclose and i'm, and, I'm and it's still on the market it's still on the market yeah i have trouble moving that one is which it is crazy the murder 
I don't know. Uh, we, we've done a lot of work on that house. Yeah. Um, we've really... That requires a lot of work. Every, I'd say every 10 years, we end up doing a lot of refurbishing, especially on the interior. Yeah. Hardwood floors got to be replaced. Plumbing. Uh, we've replaced the full plumbing from right down to the copper pipes. Oh, for three sure. Three different times. That's a big undertaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wall hangings seem to get misoriented, so we just take all the nails and fixtures out and redo it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of work. Uh, but do you find murder? The complaints I get from that house, they are colorful. Okay, what are some of the big ones you get from that? Well, house? your normal complaints as a realtor would be like, you know, roof is leaking for sure. That's a nightmare. About, yeah, if, you're, windows if you have roof, yeah, windows are leaking. Draft, or, yeah, you know, sometimes the house will settle strangely and suddenly mm-hmm. it's tilting, and that's a such an expensive thing to even <laughs> think about repairing. Of course. Ocean Avenue, yeah, Ocean Avenue will be like, um, you know, wailing is a okay. common complaint. Wailing from the bathroom. A yeah. Deep, a deep echoey wail. And Soul rendering wail from what, deep in the pipes. What are you? And I'm like, what do you want me to do? So we send in a plumber, we flush it out, we get a rotor rooter in there. Or we'll send a snake down the pipe and we'll just, you know, some Drano. We yeah. do what we can. Do you find that gets rid of the problem or does it just sort of exacerbate the problem? Sometimes it puts it off. Sometimes the, the complaints go away for a little while. Um, yeah. It does seem to keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, what else we have from that house? Blood uh, oh, seeping up in the floorboards, which yeah. stains. Yeah, well, of blood course. Blood stains. Blood. blood is worse than coffee or wine, <laughs> I yeah. have found. Yeah. And as a stainer. As a, are you? But you oh. can get it out. Sometimes you'll just replace a little bit of the hardwood floor. And I'm telling yeah. you, I'm t- that house, we've replaced. So that house looks like new, maybe more than any property. Yeah. Now, and maintained the architecture. I think I've heard, but I don't know what the exact uh, details are. But do you have to disclose that this murder happened in this house? Or this? You're supposed to. Do you? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, you know, hey, I'm a salesman and I'm not going to apologize for that. Mm-hmm. And when you are a salesman, part of your job is to tell a good story. Okay. I like that. So I say that it is a lively house. Oh, okay. So you're taking a negative and making it into a positive. That's right. It's a lively house. And I try yeah. to sell to people who seem lonely <laughs> where they might want some company. Yeah. And they might want to feel observed uh-huh. or interacted with or possessed. So maybe you're looking, oh, pos- okay. So maybe you're looking for maybe a single uh, somebody single, somebody a divorcee. That's good. Uh, someone who's used to having company and then now they're on their own, and that's yeah. kind of rough for them. Yeah. Uh, felons who <laughs> uh, have had trouble, uh, sex offenders who have had trouble finding neighborhoods that will take them. Sure. Uh, these these people are a little more open to 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 different yeah to limitations. No, no. Look, I'm not. I I don't condone sex offenders, but I of feel course. like if I mean I don't. I do not. Of course, that is one of the most heinous acts you can commit. Of course, but if Somebody is truly remorseful, and they're trying to... And they've paid their debt. They've paid their debt, and they're trying to... Uh, I'm in favor of second chances. I For sure. Third, fourth chances, whatever it takes. If somebody, if somebody's truly remorseful, I am not for people who yeah. are, you know, I don't like bad guys. Third, fourth chances for this particular house, 112. For the house. Yeah, yeah. The house is great. It's a beautiful home. It's a That's beautiful thing. home. Like, aesthetically, it's a very, very... I can't very... stress how much of this house we've replaced... Most of it, I think. I think it's a new house. Yeah. In that we replaced in place. Have you thought about just maybe tearing it down? No, <laughs> I won't do that. That is defeat. And Glenn Furlong does not accept defeat. I like that attitude, Glenn. That's right. Hey, I like that. Once you start giving up on things, you give up on everything. Right. Well, you can't do that. I mean, especially in your business too. You know? We had a slight problem with that house being built on 
I don't like superstitions, but uh, graveyard. Here we go. So, okay. Yeah. I'll take that as a challenge. We've reburied some of the bodies. Oh, I so okay. And we've what? brought in some Native American chiefs and spiritual advisors to help yeah. us try to con, you know com, uh, conduct rituals for sure to cleanse the auras. Yeah, which we've. Actually, these guys run a pretty high price tag, so I haven't done it too much. Yeah, I'm curious about that. So are they pretty receptive to doing those things? It seems... Not at all. (laughs) The main guys who are supposed to be good at it, I can't afford. I can't get near them. But I got a couple of blackjack dealers from Mohegan Sun who have Native American blood to come down to Amityville, and I'm like, do what you can. And they'll conduct rituals... And they're like, that's what I, and they're like, and the, you know, they'll walk down there and they'll bring like uh-huh. a Ouija board and, you know, some jacks. They'll like do a the, couple. the old game. Like jack. The ball yeah. and jacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Commit some rituals. And I'm like, what do you think? They're like, I don't know. And I like, I'm like, you did your best, pal. And I'm like, get out of here. And then we reburied, when I say we reburied the bodies, we reburied one body. Okay. What is yeah. that like? Do you have to get family's permission? Do you have to talk to the state? What wow. Do you I didn't even do- think of that. You probably should. I didn't do it. I went out there. I'm can do. I got. I know there's a shovel. I dug. Oh, you did it yourself. Yeah. Oh, I wow. just dug around, kind of at random, in the front and backyard. I found uh, what looked like. I'm not an animal expert, but I would say a jackal esque skeleton. Okay. And I moved it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you experience any of these other problems with any of your other homes that you sell? Or is it? I mean, it seems like it's just kind of this particular. There's two properties. So there's there's ocean. And, um, you know, which has had the blood and the wailing. And of course. Crosses spin upside down. And yeah. Noises at night. And uh, also the windows leak, of all things. Just regular water. I don't know which one's more annoying. I say the windows. I would That's say really that too. It's cold. Trust me. If I had a choice between blood coming up in the floorboards a couple times a year or windows <laughs> leaking every time it rains, yeah, give me yeah. the blood. Yeah, I'm with you. That blood, Is it, yeah. It's not my blood. Well, yeah, you got something. The rain's going to ruin you. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Because I can just not put something on that part of the floor. Right. But if the window's leaking, I I need the window to be dry. Yeah. So tell me about this other property that you're having problems well, with. Well, this one had a television reception problem where ghosts were communicating out of the television. Uh, there were clowns come to life on the uh, upstairs. Uh-huh. Uh, doors will sometimes open, and instead of being the pantry, it'll be a, sort of an unending void of white light. Okay. That's calling to you. Yeah. Which we're not zoned for. Because it's have- a huge area. Oh, for sure. The void of white light goes on for a while. Yeah, yeah. And we, it is a two-acre zoning in that part of the town. Okay, that's tough. There's a lot of code and you know things uh, you have the to code, know. The like, code, the the zoning board of appeals is up my rump when it comes to these properties. <laughs> yeah. If you have uh, tenants in one of your properties that yeah. are thinking of killing themselves or their family, what do you yeah. say to them? I say count to ten. You know, if they contact me, I'll be like count to ten. This will pass. Yeah. Um. Hey, let's go to a ball game. I'll Ooh. take them out to a minor league ball game to kind of take their minds off of it. Uh, yeah. The, you know, I once had a father. He he came to my house. He's holding an axe. He looked tired, and I'm like, "What's happening?" And he's like, "I am filled with thoughts of murdering my family." I was like, "Let's go. Let's go see the Sea Dogs." Oh, I like that. The Sea Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And what's, I mean. That's what, Bridgeport, Connecticut's minor league team. Okay. What does that do for somebody who's thinking about murdering their family? Do you well, feel like that soothes them? or what It's is, hard to tell. It definitely soothes me. I love minor league baseball. I do too. Because it stresses me out when these people come to me. So I feel better after the game. Yeah. Uh, this particular instance I'm thinking of, the guy seemed, I guess I would say unaffected. Okay. But he, but he watched the game. That's good. And he ate some hot dogs. And we chatted about stuff. And How are the Sea Dogs doing this year? Not so great. No? Yeah. Uh 
I mean, are they looking to make a run or? Well, you know, we're talking sub single A ball here, so like they're just looking to be a feeder team for the higher for the higher divisions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have, they have records and standings. Um, I think I might have had an impact because my I'll bring clients to the to the stadium and my clients will be holding axes. Yeah, covered in blood. Do you think you have any influence over the people murdering? people in their homes is it you glenn or is it just sort of gosh i hope not i mean i would hate to think that because I, I like you you're a very nice hey, guy yeah, you're thanks. very personal like yeah if i were ever to find out that i was an agent of satan disguised as a salesman uh-huh. who's trying to get innocent souls into corrupt homes for the sake <laughs> of sucking them down into another world i yeah. would be b-u-m-m-e-d bummed yeah it well, would be a major so. bummer. Yeah. i do not want to be an agent of the devil no nobody does nope no and if does. i was I would tell you. Well, I appreciate that. I am not a liar, and I do not work for the Prince of Lies. Um, and if I did, I would let you know. And if you don't want to buy a home from this guy based on what he just said, then you don't want to buy a home. I it, I can't sell to someone who abs- who doesn't have a yes in them. I like that. Yeah. I, I need to know that you're actually looking for a home. And yeah. I, by the way, I have other properties besides these two. Oh, okay. What? Uh, uh, Anything you'd like to disclose? Or yeah, anything? well, if you don't mind me promoting a little bit. Please, I mean, I don't by all means. I don't need to be garish. No, no, no. Uh, I am subletting the back half of a morgue, which is, if you are just out of college, if you work a lot, if you use the, I'm not saying this is the most luxurious of living quarters. It's not. <laughs> but it is clean. Yeah. Uh, it is up to code. And um, it has been weeks since there has been reports of anything unusual there. So if you just need a cot and a sink and a refrigerator, I got a deal in the back half of a Morgan Amityville. That'll be good. Um, I have a mausoleum. Oh, wow. That I am renting as an office only. Okay. Not for, not for living in, but uh-huh. during day office. Uh, you're not allowed to be there at night or really after dusk. Yeah. But during the day, if you need an office, that is centrally located. And it is peaceful, peaceful, peaceful in there. No light. Well, take it. I mean, folks, take it from me, a guy who knows nothing about real estate. But mm-hmm. I once partied in a funeral home when I was in high school. And Rad. I think that's, I mean, I'm, I'm sold. If I was looking for a place, I'd come to you. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, well, Glenn, I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, go see dogs. Go see dogs and hail uh, real estate. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. Thanks for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show was produced by myself and Nate Dufort with editing done by Nate Dufort. Original music was composed by Jesse Case with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by Mark Nishan. Glenn Furlong was played by Will Hines. You can catch Will once every two months at the UCB with the show Bad Guitar Solos. But coming out before that is Screw It! We're just going to talk about comics, the podcast on Campfire Media. If you'd like to support My Neighbors Are Dead while getting unique swag and a look behind the scenes of how we make the show, go to patreon.com slash dead. No amount is too small and every bit helps. If you have yet to rate and review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. And you can find us on Facebook and at Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Stop by, give us a follow, and share your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. 
This is Patrick. And this is Mark, co-host of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're your home for all things Nintendo. On Tuesday, we're talking about the latest Nintendo news. And on Thursday, we're doing deep dives into specific corners of the Nintendo universe. Ranking the Koopa Kids. Determining who the best Smash Fighter is. That's Nintendo Cartridge Society on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire. I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. We are co-hosts of this particular album is very, very important to me. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. All the guests in season three, introduce yourselves, please. Hello, my name is Thomas Lennon. Hello, this is June Diane Raphael. Hey, this is Eugene Cordero. Hey, this is Keiko Agana. Hey, this is Paula Tompkins. Hello, my name is Tawny Newsome. Hello. This is Colin Hanks. Hi, this is Kirsten Bangsness. Hey, this is Matt Besser. What albums did they pick? Well, find out by subscribing to this particular album is very, very important to me on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.